0: Fourth Line Grinders, episode six. Yep, uh, Will and Zach here. Welcome back to the podcast. There you go. Uh, Let's talk Habs first. We talked lease first last week. It was a real bad week in Montreal. It was. um, Mm. Things went from bad to worse, especially in the injury column. Would you like to go over the injuries the Habs have gone through this week? Okay. (laughs) clarify, we've been talking about Habs injuries the entire season, Mm -hmm. and this is the worst they've been. Yep. Which is saying something. This week we lost Toffoli, Gallagher, Josh Anderson, Jeff Petrie, Yoel Armia, and Sammy Niku. Yep. And all of those injuries um, are at least a week long. Mm -hmm. Um, Toffoli and Edmondson are week to week. They're going to be out at least two weeks, and Edmonton has not played yet. Edmonton was supposed Mm -hmm. to come back last week, and they've just been pushing it back Mm -hmm. every time he's supposed to come back. It's just just brutal. Yeah, Um, um, I I think uh, as much as I hate the Habs, I I am starting to feel for them here, because it's almost getting ridiculous, like the just injury struggles they're having. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's like, as soon as they get someone back, they lose another key piece to yep. an injury. And it's yep. just, it's a vicious cycle of not having an actual team to play with. We've had the same amount of injuries this year as, like, Canucks had COVID yeah. last year. Like, it yeah. is actually, it is, it, and it's, I don't, like, there's nothing to do about it. Oh, and by the way, uh, Gallagher and Sammy Niku both have COVID. Yeah, positive yeah. tests. So... Um, there's a little bit of so they're going to be well. out for a minimum ten days. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, that's the. Protocol. And that's assuming they're completely asymptomatic. After the ten days, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So things for how it's just getting bad from worse for injuries. Yep. Um, um Jeff Gordon uh, did some clarification on yep. the Dominic Ducharme because Jeff Molson mm-hmm. said some comments that we talked about that I did not like at all. He okay. said that the coaching job is Ducharme's, mm-hmm. um, and that he has no uh inclination that he needs to change it Mm -hmm. and Jeff Gordon said something a little bit different Mm -hmm. he says um yes Dominic's uh Dominic Ducharme's coaching job is safe for this season yeah so I got to assume Dominic Ducharme will not be the coach next year it it does seem like he's definitely on a tight leash yeah um it kind of seems like they just don't think there's a point in in exactly him right now and I think I think another reason why there's no real point to find him now is because you already have all these injury struggles. Yeah. What's a new coach going A new coach, okay. I mean, to be fair, a new coach can't change anything if he doesn't have any players, have the players to coach. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't think a change you is You can't necessary. change a coach while you're missing three of your top four D-men and half of your top six. Exactly. You're and just missing your team. It's already a hectic situation in Montreal because, yeah. you know, they expect it to be... Better a bubble than a, playoff team. Exactly. You know, at least in the middle of the pack team this year. Which realistically, a, a healthy Canadians are a bubble playoff team. Mm-hmm. They're, a, they're a 16th, 15th seed kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Not so, bottom three in the league. Yeah. So I think that, I think there's just real no. There's no ne, point. There's no necessity for no. a coach right now because you don't have players to play with. There's yeah. There's no There's no one to coach. So. Uh, so the two players out for at least two weeks, uh, to Foley and Edmondson. Yeah. Um, big, big problems. Those there. are big losses. Yeah. Those are huge. Now, losses. Now Toffoli has been underperforming the whole mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously he's, he has skill. Like, yep. It's um, Edmondson has been huge on D. Uh, he's a great penalty killer. Yeah, he's uh, a, arguably our most defensively responsible defenseman. Yeah, he's outside he's of a, Shea Weber. He's a huge loss for uh, two weeks. For the and team. in my opinion, Joel Edmondson's defensive positioning actually has Weber's beat. Uh, yeah. Uh, Weber is out of position more than Edmondson is. Yeah, that is true. Edmonton is a, like... Honestly one of the smartest players in the league and he doesn't get enough credits for it to be honest. Well, <laughs> it's because he doesn't score any points. Yeah, like, he's exactly. not flashy. You don't exactly. notice him out there, but his his stick is just it's good. he his he kinda reminds good. me of like um like a Justin Hall or a Jake yeah. Muzzin where it's yeah. like he's kind of one of the most boring players to watch. Yeah, Joel Emerson's not exciting to watch. He exactly, doesn't lay the body a lot. Like you kind of want some of those yeah. boring players, you know? Because he's not gonna be the guy who gets the open ice hits. They're like, not he's not doing any extremely no. amazing plays, but at the same time he's Doing his job, and he's a big body. Yeah, I mean, so, he's 6'4", 2, 245. Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. And it's just um, a big loss. We can move on from the Habs. We don't need yeah. to talk about injuries so, for another twenty minutes. Things in Montreal going from bad to worse. In Leafland, right, right. um, it's kind of a little bit of a similar story. Of the Leafs, are just winning a lot. They're on a two-game losing streak now. Um, they did have that comeback. Luckily, they got salvaged one point against. Um, Minnesota but I mean you shouldn't be down three goals in that game anyway no um, and then obviously they lost to the Winnipeg Jets 6-3 exciting game by the way yeah a lot to talk about in that game as well <laughs> talk a, lot, about. Yeah, a little bit a later got a little chippy we'll say the least uh, near the end uh, first thing I want to talk about the Leafs though is no stash Matthews <laughs> he's gross he is gross <laughs> he's so good shaved the mustache and scored three goals yeah. uh, first game back makes him a hat-trick hero um, he's on a five goal streak now he's got goals in the last five games um, it is I, I saw the stat on TSN and I just thought it was the funniest thing but beside Matthews after the game that he got his hat trick instead of putting had a hat trick tonight they put hasn't been cleared and shaved since summer of 2019. And I just thought, like, the guy just scored a hat-trick, and you're worried about the mustache more than the hat-trick. <laughs> that it's says only... so much about Toronto. I'm exactly. And, and, and it's only Matthews' fourth ever hat-trick, right? Yeah, it like, should have been bigger news. I, I want but... to, yeah, exactly, because Matthews is, like, kind of the guy known for scoring two goals and then yeah. cannot get the third. And, like, there's been so many games where he's, like, had two goals and, like, hit a post, he a across Because he scored two hat tricks his rookie year, did he not? He did, yeah. And, and then he scored, well, the first like game. And then scored a lot. And then yeah. after that, yeah. well, so he I scored a bad, lot, bad. just not a lot in the same games. Yeah. So, not, um, yeah, so. Never getting those hats, eh? Guess not, no, yeah. What do you think they do um, with the hats? Clean them up, throw them out? Donate them. I, I I would hope that they would donate them because a lot of those hats are nice. Nice hats, nice yeah. Those are they're all nice yeah. hats. they're team branded hats. I remember like at the World Juniors, there was that funny hat trick play when um the kid scored a hat trick. I can't remember what the player was, and the dad was in the crowd, and he ran to the back and went to one of the like pop up, uh, merchandise stands. He left his credit card on the t- on the counter, grabbed a hat and ran back out to throw it on for <laughs> his son, and then went back and paid. And I remember the. Uh, arena because it was in the world junior tournament right the arena got access to the uh security cams and you see this guy just run <laughs> slap down his credit card grab a hat off the rack and run back through just the sprint. through the exit just to come and throw the hat on so that was always a are you throwing player. the hat are you throwing the hat if if matthews gets a hat trick anyone if anyone. you're at a leafs game and a leaf scores a hatty, are you throwing the hat if i am close enough that i can get Where the hat over then i would throw the hat but a lot of times i get leaf tickets just cuz they're so expensive i'm like third deck yeah, and i'm oh, like yeah. i'll throw this but i'm not going to make it which means it's going to be like thrown like eight more times some by lower some bowl family is going to get a free hat literally they're going to get a free hat um so i but if i was if i was like down low enough where I could get over. I think I probably would. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if I have the money for tickets down on lower, Bowl, exactly. I could probably, I, I can probably throw a hat. hat. Yeah. yeah. I could probably. I can probably afford to throw. When, when I'm looking the for hat. the for the cheapest tickets, I'm not comfortable with buying another hat there as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Matthew's fourth career hat trick. Yeah. Um, some other news: Marner has missed the last two games with an undisclosed injury, um, which has been described as He's banged up. Banged up, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was. He did have a collision with Muzzin in practice. Um, Apparently, a bigger collision than it looked like. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so he's bruised up. I guess there's no. I don't think there's any serious injury. No, I. Know. It said it was like just completely just to be safe. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I guess. Yeah. They're there's resting no him. There's no point in playing Marner. I guess. Just, okay. I guess honestly, at this point. The Leafs are doing so good. They figured, you know, we can probably leave him out for a couple games and <laughs> let the try kid have a nap. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But okay. Whatever. So <laughs> Marner's banged up. He was been out. Um, a um, lot went down in the Leafs games last night. Yeah. Um, players have hearings. Yeah. Someone's got a fine. So Simmons has a two thousand five hundred dollar fine, which is like a parking. Ticket yeah, that him. is the smallest fine I, that you can give out. Yeah, uh, it was for the cross-check in last night's game. And then Spezza and Neil Pionk both having hear- hearings. Um, Spezza for his hit on Pionk and Pionk on his hit. Uh, the knee on knee with Sandine, yeah. which also brings a very scary point into the Leafs because Sandine uh, didn't bad. put any weight on that leg. It looks bad. He got walked out uh, by trainers, right away. Um, had no weight in that leg at all. Yeah. Um, and he, he reacted right away as well. Like as soon as he got hit, he grabbed that knee and he knew that something was wrong. Um, so that is a little scary just because he's been so good as of late, but there's always there's always a little bit of sun in the rain um, the only bright side is that now you can play Dermot Hall and Lilligren without having a bench one every game. Yep. Um, so now you get to see who really fits best, right? Because it's another chance for you to scramble up deep pairings yep. and see. They what need works. to. They need to put Lilligren up the lineup.
1: They, they need have to give him a to. lot of ice time, they and have they need because
0: this is his shot. This they, is his shot. I think. I think what they sh- should do. Um, I think they already tried. Dermot and Riley, and they've tried Sandine and Riley. Yep. They have not tried Dermot and Riley, which I would love to see as a top pairing. I also like that idea a lot. Dermot's a really good defensive. I guy. think yeah, I think what I you think can work. What you can do is you can go um, you can go Riley and Lilligren is your top okay. pair. And then you can go Brody with Dermot. That's a good skating. And line. then you have your shutdown line of Muzzin and Hall which I think is a that's like some pretty like good pairings that. and I if like the Lilligren pairing works with, yeah I with, think there's a chance that pairing is just really bad defensively but there's a chance that that pairing is just going to be so nasty exactly right so, so nasty. it would be very interesting and I, I'd really like to see Lilligren kind of put in the spotlight a little more than Sandine a little bit now that he's he's out and probably going to yep. miss some time um, I think it'd be yeah, I think it's beneficial to uh, get all the d men to be comfortable playing with everybody. Um, realistically, we've been talking about how Sandine and Lilligren, the odds that they're both on Maple Leaf next year are low are low. Yeah and I think sure. I think Lilligren needs to take this opportunity He needs to take mm-hmm. this opportunity and say I'm a top four defenseman yeah. right now. yeah because right now neither of them have necessarily proved they're a solid top mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they can both easily reach that. Yeah, But I think one of them needs, by the end of the season, they need to be a top they need four. need to be a top four, yeah. Um, and I think what's also interesting is um, the only way I can see Lilligren and Sandine both staying on the team next year is if one of Hall or Dermot gets moved. Because, yep. honestly, you're not going to have the cap space to sign both of them. These players are both playing very well this season, and they both are showing a lot of potential. And there's going to be teams that are going to offer way more than their contracts that they are now, and honestly, the Leafs won't be able to afford both of them if they don't if they keep all their their core guys that they have now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Dewey has up his sleeve and what he plans for the end of the season and next season. Realistically, I believe if Sandin and Liljegren are both staying for next year, one of them needs to significantly improve their defensive play. Yeah. They Because people. you can't lose Justin Hall and keep Sandy and Lily Yeah. Because Justin all, Hall's been extremely important. He's been super game. defensive responsible. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it'll be very interesting to see what the Leafs co- decor looks like next year. Yeah. Um in other Britain's news a big decision need to be made. Yeah, definitely. Because you can't yeah. you can't keep all four. No. You, you, really can't. you can't. With with the other three guys you're keeping. You, exactly. you really you can't. Unfortunately, with you can't the have Leafs, seven top sixty. Exactly the you with can't. the Leafs already struggling with cap space as well. I don't think they can sign seven starting defensemen. Um, and I, if I'm being fully honest, I think the Le- the Leafs need to look at the Habs because I don't see a team that needs a defenseman more than the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I yeah. legitimately don't. And. And another good thing about the Habs is the Habs have a lot of role players, which is what the Leafs have been looking yep. for, right? We because have an excess of seventh defensemen. Exactly. You don't. The Leafs don't need stars. No. They do really? not need stars. They no. need role players. Absolutely. And Montreal has a lot of role players. They are mostly role players at the moment. Yep. And they're struggling on defense. It would be a very interesting... Yeah, I think they could definitely work out a couple deals. Yep. I agree. I think either Lilligan or Sandine might end up in Montreal. They would be very interesting. I think it'd be a smart place for the Leafs to look. Who would you prefer, Liljegren? You would prefer Lilligren, eh? I like him. I like Liljegren. I think I think Sandin probably is better right now. Mm-hmm. I think Sandin might have a better ceiling, but I like Liljegren's play better. Liljegren is also larger. He, he is. A, I a like a big body guy. Team, yeah, yeah. but he's a good yeah. skater. Yeah, for a big guy, he's a, he's good, a good skater. skater. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got he's like, a lot uh, of offensive upside, but I just think his defense can be better than Sandy's. He's like Pierre Engvall, the giraffe, tall but somehow fast. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in other news for Leafs, Ilya Mikheyev is practicing now. Yeah. Um, he was wearing the yellow jerseys, which Not is the contact. the non-contact, yeah. or is it like the partial contact or whatever? So like no body checks, but like body contact. I guess it just um, depends on the team. The they Reds, the Reds this. are no contact at all. Um, and then the yellows, I think, are, like, body contact, but no body checking. So, like, a little bit of contact. And then, like, the usual, like, gray or white or whatever the yeah. team is, is the full, full contact one. Um, so, that is good. Um, I brought it up last week as well. Uh, interesting to see where he'll slot in. Um, but, really, there's no more news on that. Um, just that he's going to be back shortly. Um, and the Leafs fall to second, uh, tied for second in the league yeah. with the Washington Capitals. Um Panthers still in first to look just like dominant. Yeah, they really um, do. They really do the Panthers look very real they look Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, I think no reason for the Leafs to worry. Uh, they dropped a couple games Yep, they did have a really tough back-to-back though You got to play Winnipeg or, or you got to play Minnesota first and then go to Winnipeg. Well, Minnesota um, game went to overtime That's, Yeah, the shootout, a shootout yeah. actually. Yeah, and and they fell down early. So they were already chasing that game then we're playing Winnipeg in Winnipeg, so you know a lot of travel and road. Games yeah, no one wants to that. go to Winnipeg. So I, I'm not too mad with an overtime loss and a loss on on the back to back on the road. It is what it is. Move on, whatever. Um, going around the league,
1: some um, big news. Some
0: big news. Vancouver and Benning uh, part ways. Absolutely. After uh, the Vancouver fans were chanting and the game against Pittsburgh. Um, fire bending, uh, which is very interesting um, and now he's gone yep also Vancouver coach yeah also gone yeah um, and there were there is speculation <laughs> honestly it might be more than speculation it might be more than speculation apparently that, uh, the Vancouver Canucks are highly interested in Mark personal it's the timing works out. The timing. Realistically, does work out. Benning should have been fired anytime within the last year and a half, and I find it a little suspicious that they waited, what, three days after Mark Bergevin was fired? Yeah, yeah. Like they literally gave Benning one more game, and then were like, "Yeah, you're like Mark Bergevin went uh, on to the GM market, and immediately, the spot opened up in Vancouver. Exactly. Yeah, Um I think. You know there could be some sort of pattern there, um, some sort of reasoning. I don't think um, it's a bad move if the Vancouver Canucks do it, um, purely because the Vancouver Canucks already have stars right now, mm-hmm. and Mark Bergevin's specialty is third liners. Yeah, he's good at finding role players. And I ought to be honest: if you give the Vancouver Canucks a fantastic third line, they look good. They oh, look yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do think the move in Vancouver to get rid of Benning was definitely necessary. Absolutely, This team, when you look at the roster, you don't think that this is a, a bottom tier team. This team should be a playoff contender. Absolutely, Absolutely. Absolutely. should be a good playoff contender. Yep. And Everyone is just underperforming and it's not acceptable. They're simply just not performing yep. as well as they should. So there needed to be a change. in In coach and general manager. Coach Absolutely. and general manager. Yeah, I yep. think it's and they fired the assistant coach as well. Yeah, and I think it's not Michelle Terrier. Yeah, enough, <laughs> funny enough. Yeah,
1: Habs um, legend.
0: I think it's not so much of um, of the coaches or the GM doing anything wrong or anything that they like didn't do or did do or whatever. I think it's almost like a wake up call to the players to be like, "Hey, you guys are a hockey team, and you guys are like." Some of the best players in the world, like Patterson, Besser, Quint, Hughes, they got like, they have superstars, so much talent on their team, and they can't perform. So I think it's like, okay, well, we have the good players, yeah. something's not working, so there's it's got to be in management, communication, exactly. Absolutely. So I think necessary move. Um, I think it's a good move yeah. uh, to to release them, um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if Bergeron becomes the Vancouver GM. And if so, does Bergeron go there and <laughs> blow, blow everything up? I don't know. I hope I, not. I don't think he goes there and blows everything up he just yet. Probably shouldn't. Because they do have a young core still. Yeah, yeah. Like, really young core. Well, Besser is the oldest, and he's 27. Yeah. And then you got, like, Patterson, Hughes. Patterson's like, 24, 25. Yeah, and then Hughes was <laughs> like drafted 21. in what, like, yeah. the 2018, I think, he was drafted, right? Yeah, he's, like, 21. So I think, I think Bergevon, if he does go there, I think actually will be really good for the Vancouver Canucks. I, I Yeah, he's not a bad general manager. We talked about this last week, I think, his record. No, yeah. His record over 10 years at the Habs, on yeah. paper, is not a bad record. It's not a bad record. Um, yeah, no, I know. I mean, I think he's, he's... He's a guy with playoff success. He's a guy who knows how to build a playoff team. It's mm-hmm. not a bad not a bad move. Not a bad move. I don't mind it at all. Um, moving on, this piece of news is just kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Robin Leonard obviously has been the face of mental health in hockey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and Maybe even sports in Canada, at least. Robin Leonard was also one of the guys that spoke out about the recent incidents that happened in Chicago. Yeah. He was big in that. Um, so huge kudos to Robin Leonard. Uh, yeah. Um, He has just announced uh, that he will not be playing for Team Sweden. He was Mm -hmm. offered the position, um, and he turned it down um, for mental health reasons. Him and his psychiatrist had apparently a lot of lengthy discussions about it. I can't imagine it was an easy decision for him. Absolutely not. No. um, But I trust that it was the right one. Yeah. um, My mom always says this to me, and it's a little cringy, but whatever. But she always says that you know yourself the best. Um, And I think that's that's a really strong move from Robin Leonard huge kudos to him for stepping down Um, Generally in the European countries the Olympics are more important than the Stanley Cup Um, And so you know that Robin Leonard wants to be there and he wants to play for Sweden And he wants to represent his country but he he knows that it's in his best interest that it's not smart for him to go play, and I think that's that's huge that he is not only turning this down, but he's turning it down and being very public and very open yeah. about it, yeah. right? Because a lot of players would just say they're not going and just say there's like a different reason, like something like a medical reason, whatever. Well, they'd let, they'd they let their would, agent handle the yeah, press release, exactly, yeah. so it'd be like a very broad reason, whatever. But, that's what's standard in yeah. all sports leagues, yeah. that the agents write the statements yeah. to players. To exactly, do. yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really really strong from Robin Leonard, and yep. huge kudos out to him um, for being so open about it. Um, I think it's it's huge for the younger generation of hockey coming up, and hockey players and people that look up to him um, on any big stage where there's going to be a lot of publicity on it. It's really important to talk about these big issues, and I think Robin Leonard's done a very good job um, doing that. So. I would absolutely agree um, Totally unrelated But Robin Leonard is terrifying I know He is I know One of the scariest Human beings I've ever seen I know He is He is terrifying uh, He's got the huge neck tattoo That yeah. just makes him look like a gangster It's Yeah he's Insane he flow He's got that angry <sighs> look uh, Blake Wheeler played his 1,000th game um, against the Leafs. Yep, he had two assists, I believe, to in assist. that game. Uh, yep. Congrats, that's a lot of games. It's a lot of um, games, and he's been good for pretty much all 1,000 of them. Yeah, yeah, Blake Wheeler, um, huge um, achievement there. Congratulations on 1,000 career games. Crazy. So many, so many. Crazy, yeah. Um, a lot of teams are hot right now. Yeah, so Rangers... Stars and Wild are all currently on six game win streaks. And of course, the Detroit Red Wings with a five game win streak. Yeah. Which puts them ahead of the Boston yeah. Bruins, by the way. Yeah. Puts them ahead of the Boston Bruins. The Boston standings. Bruins are not in a playoff spot still. And, yeah. And the Red Wings actually in the East have the top uh, wild card spot. They're over above the, the Penguins. Penguins. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the Caps are in there as well. They're below. It's like, or no, not Caps. Not sorry. Caps, yeah. What was the other team that was in there? Oh, Philly. 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 Yeah. Philly yeah. Oh, is <laughs> here. Philly. We're going to talk about Philly. Um, yeah. Huh? We'll, we'll go into that now. So, yeah. Philly on a eight-game <sighs> losing streak. Oh, my God. But how do they lose eight games? Well, believe it or not, it's worse <laughs> in New York for the Islanders who have lost 11 straight games. Keep in mind, um, six of those 11 games were the first six games they have played in their new barn. They are winless in their new barn. They are uh, 0-4-2 in their own arena. Which also means that there is six teams Mm -hmm. in the NHL that have more wins at the Islanders' new arena than the New York Islanders themselves. Yeah, that's bad. That's That's bad. bad. That's real bad. Another thing that I found funny about this stat is the Islanders only have 10 regulation losses, but they're on an 11-game losing streak. Oh, oh, it is so hard not to laugh at this because I... And that it. includes eight regulation losses mm-hmm. in their last mm-hmm. eleven. By the way, only three of those were uh, were overtime or shootout yeah. losses. But eighty yeah. percent um, of your regulation losses coming in your last eleven games. Yeah, um, big struggles in New York. That's insane. Um, another interesting stat on Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada. There was a lot of teams. That went to overtime. Really worked, Actually, yeah. there was six teams that went to overtime and four that did not. Four games that did not. So out of the really? 10 games, six of them were overtime. Wow. So those six games being Leafs Wild, Blues Panthers, Lightning Bruins, Habs Preds, Sens Avalanche, and Islanders and Red Wings. I'm sorry, what? These yeah. are the games that went to overtime, eh? All went to overtime. Or Out of all the games played, these were the games that went to overtime. I know, eh? right? Yeah, the Senators and the Avalanche. Yeah. and The Habs and, and the Preds. The Habs actually lost that game in 0 too to the Suns. Oh, they did, yeah. Yeah, 4-3. Yep. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Habs lost to the to the Preds. And then the Leafs lost to the Wild in shootout. Um, uh, the Panthers beat the Blues. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Islanders lost to the Wings. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, Sheesh. I don't know, like six overtime games and that's in one night. Yes. My God, yes. it's a lot of extra hockey. You know? um, I think rounding off around the league, Connor McDavid Yep. Uh, got a five-minute major. Yep, five-minute major and the game is conduct yeah. for boarding Kings forward and Adrian Kempe. Um, Connor McDavid will not be suspended any further or have any more discipline. Um, I... I really like this call yep. from the league because, yes, absolutely it was a Dangerous numbers. hit. Yes, yep. absolutely it was an unsafe hit. Absolutely. But I don't think Conor McDavid had intention of hitting Kempe that no. way that hard. No. If I you, don't think McDavid knew how fast he was going. Exactly. If you watch the clip... He looks surprised. He looks surprised yeah. that he actually hit him so hard. Yeah. But it is kind of a weird turn that Kempe kind of turns out a good... Like a bad time, but like the perfect time for... He rotates his Mc- body towards McDavid, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and he just gets slingshotted right back. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think what McDavid was trying to do was I think he was trying to hit the right shoulder of Kempe, which would have pushed him into the open ice yeah. and left the puck there. Which happens a million times. A million cause times. Because the players flatten themselves against the boards yeah. and then get hit, yeah. which is absolutely what McDavid thought was going to happen. Exactly, yeah. But instead, Kempe came off of the boards yeah. a split second before McDavid hit him. Yeah. And there was just like like eight inches mm-hmm. between him and the glass. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so it was right in the numbers. Yeah. I, I like the five-minute. I like the major. It was, I think the right that was call. a good call. Yep. And, yeah, I like the league's um, no, no further discipline after looking I don't at think it. it's necessary. Another thing I'm going to give huge kudos to the refs is, is they knew it was Connor McDavid. Yep. They knew it was a 2-1 game with six and a half minutes left. So they knew how important this call was going to be. Oh, absolutely. If, they, if it was not a five-minute major, that call would be disputed for the rest of exactly. the Exactly. So I really like how they went and reviewed it yep. to make sure, like, because if they had kicked out McDavid, and let's say McDavid actually didn't hit him in the numbers, and they ended up, you know, they scored the goals on the power play and Edmonton lost, right? Yep. But if that had to happen and McDavid didn't uh, do that, like, dirty hit and, and got kicked out anyway— it would have been a huge story huge story and if he didn't get kicked out and he did do the hit it would have been a huge story and then he scores like three goals and wins the game exactly so i like i really like uh, the the call by the refs to go okay you know what let's go back let's review this and absolutely. then we'll make this decision from there i think it was a perfect call i wouldn't mind seeing more of these reviews later and especially in playoffs i don't know why they can't be reviewed more i just don't i just don't understand why not it is, it is definitely, yeah, I don't I don't understand why they never get reviewed. Um, it's a hit that the league is clearly trying to get out of the game. Yeah, it's a board. Yeah. And those are the most dangerous of hits, it's and they a, are one of the most common hits in the yeah, game. Yeah, because you're going into the boards head first, Yeah. and it's usually the front of you that's hitting the boards, so that's where a lot of important things are, and you can break a lot of things. You can break a lot of things you from the front. You get a concussion, break a neck, break a collarbone, break a rib, break yep. an arm, whatever, right? So I, I like the play, and I think that yeah, it should definitely. And be Kempe was him. not injured on the play. Um, he got no, off the ice by himself. Ice he by him. scored on the power yeah. play. Yeah. Obviously, um, if Kempe is an injury, I want a one game suspension. Yeah, if it's if an injury, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he was, yep. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it was perfectly played by the league and the refs and all agree. that. I would agree. Um, I like how they did it. So, <laughs> for hat trick heroes this week, this list has never been this long. We got a list. So the first hat trick hero was Nashville forward Philip Forsberg, who four goal scored four goals oh, against yeah. the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there is absolutely more. Next up, I'm gonna go Mark Shifley, mm-hmm. Um, because he also had a four goal game. Two four yep. goal games. Yep. Insane. Uh, I'm gonna go with my favorite hat trick hero, Austin Matthews. First game with no stash. Scores three goals in the eight three Leafs win over the abs. It just must have been wind resistance. Yeah, right. It must have been the wind. Re- Maybe the the, the it was getting in his eyes. I was, I was thinking in his a his little eyes. bit you of can vision. Can see the puck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. He's been. It makes sense. A yeah. You know, he looks down. Looks down at the stick. Yeah. All he sees mustache. Yeah. You can't see anything. Now he's got more vision. He's makes perfect sense. Better. Um, probably a name not a whole lot of people know unless you're big hockey. I, Rupe hints from the yep. Dallas Stars. Um, this game was only a 4-1 game yep. against the he Canes. Had three of the four goals yeah. uh, for his team. And the last one, another 4-1 win, but this time by the Pittsburgh Penguins over the Canucks in Benning's last game as a GM. Did Jake Gensel single-handedly get Jim Benning fired? I don't know. Jake Gensel with three goals <laughs> in that game. Um, and in that game also, there was the chance that uh, – the fire Benning chance from <laughs> – The Vancouver Canucks fans. All Um, right. Uh, Moving on to Grinders of the Week. We're going to start off with Nazim the Dream Kadri. Absolutely. Uh, The former Leaf um, scored five points in his last three games for Colorado. He had two goals and three assists. Uh, The second one we're going to talk about here is Brady Kachuk for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Three goals, two assists in his last three games, Mm -hmm. and then rounding out the list. Sam Reinhart. Who had three goals and three assists in his last three games for a total of six points for the Buffalo Sabres um, going into the stars of the week uh, the first one we have here is Austin Matthews uh, stashless Austin Matthews to be more specific who had five goals and an assist in his last three games um, has been going off yeah he um, he's just been really good yeah absolutely Jonathan Huberto, number two. Oh my goodness. With one goal. Oh, one goal. How is he? There's a the goal week? in three games. He's got eight assists in the one. last three games? Unbelievable. I don't know which is more impressive. One goal, eight assists in three games, or five goals, one assist. I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know. Seven of those assists were primary. Exactly. Seven of them were primary yeah. assists. Yeah. Like, like, if you think about it, Huberto in his last three games is averaging three points. Yeah, that is... Insane. Is that more impressive than like Matthews averaging more than a goal in his last 3 games? Mm, I don't know. I don't it's know. close. Either way, it is close. very impressive performances this week. And they're both, both stars. absolute stars, yeah, like. And for the first time ever on Fourth Line Grinders, we have a defenseman as the star of the week. Victor Hedman, the Tampa Bay Lightning. 3 games, 2 goals, 6 assists. Yep. Eight um, points as a, defenseman. as a defenseman, and Victor Hedman is not the most offensive defenseman in the league. Yeah, I know, and uh, I, to be honest with you, there was three players who I thought by the end of the season, like defensive players, I thought would get a start of the week. Victor Hedman was not one of them, to be honest. No, his offensive game is absolutely not the most impressive. Exactly, player. because Hedman is again one of those kind of players who's a little bit more boring. Yeah. He does have st- the big hits every once in a while. because I he's assume massive. your list looked something like Quinn Hughes. Yep. Uh, maybe Thomas Chabot. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh, uh, Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. I'd put Petrangelo on the list. Okay. Yeah. There's a few more. There's a few Ooh. more that you haven't haven't quite hit. We were just talking about him from Vancouver. Oh yeah, yeah. Quinn Quinn Hughes Hughes and Mm -hmm. uh, Kale McCarr was the last one. Kale McCarr, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Bowen, Bowen Byram is also probably gonna make. Yeah, and Sammy G, (laughs) Sam Gerrard. Yeah, we were talking about him last week, and he had a goal. I think the next game that he played. By the Um, way, the fact that Sam Gerrard is the third best defenseman on that Colorado team. I know, right? Something I'm not super happy about as a Habs fan. Like. How? Like, their team—oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. And, and they're 18th in the league. Right yeah, now. I was like going to say, and the, and the worst thing is it's well. not even in a playoff spot. No, they're not in a playoff spot. Sam Girard isn't a top-two defenseman on your team, and you're in 18th in the league? Come on, Colorado. I would love Sam Girard right now. And it's like, even if, like, oh, yeah, but they don't have any scoring, but it's like they do. They've ranted in, like, Landis Gog, McKinnon. God, McKinnon. Like they Nazim Kadri who's been going off. Like they have all these like guys who can score. Burr Cossi's been doing real well this year. Yeah. Um, I just we'll move on to hot takes here. This is not necessarily a hot take. Um yeah. we just wanna kinda of talk about the the boarding rules. Mm-hmm. They need to change. Uh definitely need to change. Um so we were talking about this, um, and we were saying that we think that five game uh, majors or, or five minute majors with the game misconduct, obviously, um, is is more would be more effective than having like one or two game suspensions Absolutely. because you're being taken out that game, which means not only are you giving the opposition a five minute power play, huge momentum. Swing. You're also now creating a shorter roster for the team for that day, exactly. right? Exactly. One game suspension. The team's already got someone up from the minors. If I'm Connor McDavid, I would a hundred percent rather miss all of the next game mm-hmm. than half of this game and give up a five-minute. Match. Literally, absolutely. Literally. He missed only what six minutes and forty seconds, but it was a two-one game, right? Because right so, now, right now, what we're seeing is boarding calls that are not five-minute majors mm-hmm. in game, mm-hmm. and then that they're gonna receive a suspension for the next game. Because it wasn't called, right? Exactly. exactly. Or what we have seen before as well is we've seen two-minute uh, boarding penalties, yep. and then the player receiving a, a suspension, suspension afterward anyway. Yep. So imagine if if McDavid, in that situation, he gets a two-minute, yep. Edmonton kills it off, and he scores a tying goal, because he probably would've, honestly. and then And then gets suspended for his next game. Exactly. Doesn't really matter. I would, have, If I'm the LA Kings, I would have rather him be kicked out of that game and not suspended in the next game because that's now, like he shouldn't have been playing. 100%. 100%. So I, I think I think it's definitely more important. I think any unsafe hit, like any kind of boarding, um, targeting the head, hit from behind. Needs to be an immediate five minute major. Immediate five minute major, players kicked out of the game. Then afterward, you can reassess and see how bad it is, see if it's a yep. suspension worthy. And this, this ties right back to the thing you were talking about earlier about how we need to start reviewing hits more. Exactly, yeah. Because like, you can just get it right on the ice. Exactly. You can because just get it right on the it's ice. It's so much more important to get it right on the ice. Absolutely. It, it is such an effect on the game. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to playoff time. Especially when it comes to playoff time. Because if this is a playoff game, it's another huge thing, right? Because it would be, it'd yeah. be an even bigger deal. It would be an even bigger deal, yeah. exactly. So... Yeah, I, I really like how they handled the Connor McDavid situation, and I think that we should see a lot more of how that's handled in the future. Because yeah, I, I think it's just going to be more impactful. Like, I just think exactly. if players know they're going to get kicked out of the game, they're not going to do it. Another one would be, I brought him up last week because we were talking about slew foots, but P.K. Subban, P.K. Subban, right? He's had, I think, two or three slew foots where he's gotten a $5,000 fine. Yeah. I'd, why not give him a minor penalty instead of a fine? Exactly. I don't understand. Exactly. Give him a tripping call. Yeah. Because guess what? PK Subban would rather give away five grand than be shorthanded. Exactly. For Absolutely, he would. Because five grand is like nothing. It's nothing. Him. He's making six and a half it's million like dollars a year. It's pocket change. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't affect him. It's not going to make him change. Actually, Subban's making eight million dollars a year. Isn't he? Something He's like, like eight that, million yeah. dollar defenseman. So Oof. I think, yeah, I think yeah. the game misconduct and the five minute power play is way more effective. Or would be way more effective than these one or two game suspensions. It's just like how uh, if you're in a car, you would rather get caught by a speed camera and get an $100 fine in the mm-hmm. mail three days later than get pulled over on the highway yeah. and get a $100 fine then. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the immediate exactly. consequence that is going to make the game change. Exactly. Absolutely. Because it, you don't have time to prepare for it, it just changes exactly. the game. So exactly. Much more. When there's a sus- uh, suspension, you're bringing someone up into the lineup, you have a practice with them, you're forming a game plan around them, yeah. I think it just needs yeah. to be more five minute majors, there yeah. really just does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's something that should be included in the game a lot more. And um, also, they're so dramatic. They're so dramatic. Like, yeah. you can't tell me it doesn't add excitement to the game when yeah. someone gets kicked out. Yeah. it, it, it It's huge, Yeah. yeah. You know, you have like some of those meltdowns every once in a while. Like you want to create, yeah, you want to create drama. You want to create momentum. That's so what brings viewers in. Make the players angry. Also, the league for the last decade has been trying to get more scoring for ages. Well, if you throw in more five-minute power plays, you're I probably bet you're get a lot there, more bud. scoring. Look at that. Look what happened with the Connor McDavid play. They got two goals on two that goals power play. blew up the game. Look at in the playoffs at Vegas and San Jose. Five-minute power they play. They came all the way back. They scored three or four. I think it was saying I think it was yeah, it three or four, something like that. But they came all the way back and won the game. That's going to be a story that's huge forever, and it that was not amazing until They got suspended the next game. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think it's just a hot topic just because it is controversy and it is something that should definitely happen. I um, yeah, I just think that players are going to care more. Absolutely, yeah. I would Why care. would any NHL player care about a $5,000 fine? Even a one game suspension in the regular season, what does that mean? There exactly. are 82 games. Exactly. Seriously? Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. not a guaranteed loss. No. A five-minute major penalty with 10 minutes left in the third is practically a guaranteed loss. Especially when you're already losing, yeah. You could kill your team with a five-minute major. You're not going to kill your team with a one-game suspension. Yeah, your team. And even if it's in, like, the first period, and let's say you don't score on it, that team is going to be way more tired because they've just had their penalty killers out for five minutes straight. Exactly, and they're down a forward (laughs) because they're they're out of guys. Exactly. I mean, unless your power play is just awful, which some teams are. You should at least have a good amount of possession yeah, with the five and three. Least, yeah, at five least you should play. be feeling better than the other team out there. Exactly. You should have a lot more energy and yep. a lot more stamina. Absolutely. Um, and it, yeah, it changes the game immensely, and it needs to happen more. Um, so moving on, do you want to go to matchups of the night here? Oh yeah. Well, there's a couple of there's a couple of there's them a couple. All of, right. Um, I went with what well, I think is probably the worst of the two matchups that we picked, mm-hmm. but uh, Wild versus Oilers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Wild are hot right now. Yep, six game win streak. Yep, and the Oilers are good. Yep, the Oilers are a good <laughs> the team. The Oilers are good. They have two of the best players in the world. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> I think
0: it should be exciting because yeah. Connor McDavid's on the ice, and also the Wild have actually looked good. They looked good against the Leafs. Yeah, I don't think they should they have been did. up three nothing, but they should have definitely been up two nothing. Yeah, and I don't think they should have lost the lead, but I mean they did anyway. But um, but yeah, like that was a good game all the way through. They it showed a lot of character from the wild a lot of i mean what about 90 percent of the time unless it's against the leafs when you lose a three goal lead you usually the team that comes back all the way usually wins it yeah um for the leafs that doesn't happen i don't know if you remember like the montreal series and like the columbus series and like all the other series that Leafs have been in uh that doesn't happen for the Leafs when they come back they come back and then lose um but anyways yeah so uh i think I think the Wild and Oilers game <laughs> should be interesting. In the shootout um, too. They yeah, lost in a shootout, I know, man. I, I did know. not watch that shootout. I stopped after like halfway through the overtime Yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, um and then your matchup, this yeah. one, this one's just gonna be exciting. I Um like this one I really almost hot. went with Columbus and Leafs just because they had like that rivalry the in the playoff there. bubble or whatever, but um, Honestly, I don't think there's much hatred for no. either team I think it's more of like Leafs fans hating the Leafs for losing to Columbus I would agree rather than Leafs fans hating Columbus for beating us because like the Leafs should not have lost that series Columbus did not even play an amazing series They I can't yeah, I d- and I don't even think that they were supposed to make the playoffs like in a regular format I don't think they were supposed to make it they were not um, so I was like, the, eh, one of the play-in teams. If it was a little bit better of a rivalry, or at least if they like if the Columbus Blue Jackets were like in the same division or something, I'd probably go with it. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, all went, three of those play-in teams actually made the um, the playoffs that year because, um, yep. yeah, Habs. Columbus took out Tampa, yeah, the, the Habs beat the Pens, yeah, and yep. then who was it? Um, the f- no, not the Flyers. Mm, yeah. ah, doesn't matter. I don't remember. But yeah, I just remember that was yeah. a big piece of news, yeah, yeah, that all three of the teams that did not make the playoffs yeah, made, made the, the playoffs. playoffs, yeah, and took right. out all the first seeds. That was a really interesting format, eh, how they did, like, the top four. They beat four. the Oilers. They beat the Oilers. Whoever that oh, other play team was, they beat the yeah. Oilers. I <laughs> don't remember who won, but oh, I remember it was yeah. the Oilers who lost. The Oilers lost, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oilers struggle in the playoffs, too, eh? Yeah. God almighty. Really do, really do. It's all the real good Canadian teams that uh, that struggle in the playoffs, eh? I feel you, Oilers fans. <laughs> I know <laughs> to what it's be like. fair, the Oilers have been supposedly good for I think longer yeah. than the Leafs have been yeah. supposedly good for. I've also yeah, I mean definitely. they have also won a cup earlier. <laughs> yeah, more recently. Yeah, than... and they did not win a cup recently. <laughs> no, but more recently than the Leafs, <laughs> yeah. sixty-seven. Um, so, anyways, my match for the night: uh, Canes and Jets. Um, Two very good teams. I like um, watching both of them. Yeah, uh, they're they're both just like yep. lighting it up. Um, Honestly, I kind of hate the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, one, yeah. just I I really have lost a lot of respect for Shifley in the last <sighs> what like seven months since yeah. the hit on Jake Evans, and then it was the really, he was that really he was really not remorseful for that. Yeah, yet. and he's been he's been kind of like trippy and dirty like yeah. kind of the whole Jets team was I mean even look at the game against the kind Leafs. of looking like Martian out there for being totally yeah, honest yeah I mean too. even like, look like like look at the Leafs and Jets game like even Dubois on that Matthews play <laughs> like he was just wrestling him that like, was funny that was I did make fun of Austin Matthews very heavily on that because yeah. he just did not even try to stand up for himself eh? yeah I know <laughs> but like it's yeah he doesn't want to get injured yeah like I, yeah, I get it you don't want to take a penalty you don't yeah. want to but I'm sorry it's hockey yeah. yeah I mean if someone's Jumping yeah you. you don't just roll over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd make um, fun for any hab who did it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'd make fun of a hab who did I think, it too. Like, I think if Matthews even like skated towards him and just like, exchanged some that words, is it would absolutely have been all right. What, like, could you imagine if Put Brendan Gallagher in Austin Matthews' situation. Yeah. Does Brendan Gallagher skate, skate backwards? backwards? I don't think so. Absolutely think he not. Forward. He absolutely goes right Even just Dubois. to, like, exchange a couple words yeah. and, you know, be like, watch yourself, you know. Because the ref had Dubois, too, and Honestly, Gallagher if I that. was a least player, I would just be like, did you forget that, like, Wayne Simmons is on our team? And I would just threaten him with Wayne because he's just such a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Austin Matthews is a big boy. I'm Austin sorry, is sorry a he's big a boy. big yeah. kid. He's like six four. Which is he's why, huge. which is why I've liked him in front of the net recently because he's he's a big. He's got guy. good hands because he got a good hand eyes. He can tip the puck. Exactly, and he's good at you know getting the puck high and yep. tight and all that. Yep. And he's friggin' huge. He's huge. He's huge. No goalie's going to see through him. Sorry. Mind you, though, he is not as strong in front of the net as he should be. He could be way... and, and the But worst he gets pushed is, out of the crease more than Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, and the worst part is is that Matthews is really strong. Yes. He's a very he's strong player. He's a strong player. player. Yeah, 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 Like, when you see him, like, drive to the net with speed and he's, like, when leaning he, When in, you can do oh a moving God. wrist shot at 100 miles an hour, yeah. you know you're strong. You know you're strong, yeah. yeah. He could be way more strong um, in the net from presence, yeah. but... Um, anyways, yeah. So, Kane's Jets, um, very interesting game. I just like um, I like the jet the way the Jets play. Like, if the Habs played like the Jets, I'd like to like. They're just good to watch. Yeah, they're fast. Yeah. They throw the body everywhere. Yeah, so chippy. much forecheck. Yeah, it, it gets makes games get heated, which absolutely. I, I think it's good. I, I love the competitiveness of it. Yeah, especially you always like it when the Leafs are, get excited because yeah. they're not a super no. emotional team. No. Yeah. Um, um, so when they actually get some emotion going, it's good to see. It's good to see for sure. Which, yeah. by the way, another reason why they did not get past the first round last year. There was just no emotion in that club, yeah, except for uh, game. What game two or what? Like right yeah. after the John Tavares. Anyway. Yeah, that was that would have been what, game yeah. two. Game two, yeah, because Tavares was hurt in game one. A lot of, a lot of anger. In yeah, game two. well, I think I think the big thing was in game one. Everyone was just kind of like so shocked. Like I think yeah. both sides were so shocked. Yeah, like that's something that. Like, I've never oh, seen... Oh, game one was not a great game. No, I, I've never seen game. anything like that. Oh, and no. just it, terrible free. And there was so much time left on the clock, too. Yeah, like it, it happened like, so early. It exactly. Like, it was like, like five minutes it was, in. No, I think it was, like, 11 minutes into the game. So it was, like... It was the first it was like, Tavares', like second or third shift. Yeah. And it was, like, oh, wow. Like, everyone yeah. was just kind of, like, is Tavares okay, right? Because at the end of the day, he's not only a hockey player, he's... He's a person. A family yeah. a member I as well, right? He's got a wife, he's got a kid Absolutely. I, it, so I think game one was kind of really off, and it didn't look like a real game after that. No, um, it really didn't. But then once you got back into game two, it looked a lot lot more like playoff hockey. The Leafs um, looked really good in game two. Yeah. That I, was the best they looked all series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we Anyways, just always end up talking about the Leafs and Habs. Eh? Yeah, it's like a third podcast in a row where <laughs> we yeah, just ended talking not about what we were going to yeah, stop exactly. talking about, but it's okay. Um, should we get the predictions in? Oh yeah, for Canes Jets, um, I, I think Canes are going to win like five like, two. Uh, yeah, think, I was, was, was going to say I was going to say four two. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go Canes five two. Uh, Wild and Oilers, man, this is a really close game. It's two really fast teams. With a lot of I'm, gonna, a I'm gonna lot say of it, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. And you're not gonna agree with it. And I, it very well might not happen. It's a three-one wild victory. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl both go pointless. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um. I don't know if I'm gonna go that bold. I thought I was going bold here. No. I. I. I'm also predicting the wild just because they. They've looked really good. But I was gonna predict wild win five two, and I was gonna predict Kaprizov has a multi point night. Ooh, I like I like the Kaprizov prediction. Yeah, I think Kaprizov is gonna have a multi point night. Multi um, point night. I think Hartman also might get a point. He's been going off recently. Here you go. Um, there's the predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> one, one real hot take there, but yours uh, is quite bold, eh? Connor McDavid and, and Leon Draisaitl will not be on the score sheet interesting very interesting um very interesting experience. okay well, i'll like i'll expand it then it's a killer yamamoto goal mm. it's a killer yamamoto second mm. line goal. man i was even thinking like a nuge goal you know oh, okay nuge okay. has some has some speed has some well speed. i mean if, if the scoring i assume nuge has the assist yeah probably yeah well, bold predictions from Will this week. Usually, I'm the guy that goes bold, but yeah, we right. got to just get real specific about these predictions. I love it. All right, well, I'm going wild five two <laughs> with a Caprizov multi point night and a Hartman point. Will is going that dry settle and McDavid won't be on the score sheet and they lose three <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I think uh, that's all I got this week. I think that's uh, all. I think that's all we got to say. Um, pucks in deep, active sticks. See you next week. Drive safe.